welcome back welcome back welcome to the table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas what up Chris good (laughs) let me go ahead and get right into the intro so here at the table we have open discussions on life love dating relationships and sex and our goal is always to do so in a way that's fun, uplifting, that brings about healing and learning in our relationships, as opposed to division and dissent. Absolutely. Nisha Nicole and I have known each other for about 20 long years, 20 short years, whatever it's been. It's been fantastic. We wanted to bring you guys inside of our relationship, inside of our friendship, I should say, and, you know, talk about some of the things that are important to us. Not only that, but, you know, we've experienced just about every aspect of the single, married, divorced, dating lives. And we wanted yep, to share yep. all of our relationship to uh, conversations that we have with ourselves with you guys. So let me tell you how the show runs down. About 30 minutes into it, we'll have our show topic of the day, which for today is a year in review. About 15 minutes into it, we have the buzz, which is a very unique buzz that we have for today. But we start off every single podcast with the Monday morning report, Nisha Nicole. What do you have for us today? Drum roll, please. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> so I actually have a Monday morning report this time. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I can't wait. I'm all ears. I'm not. Let's go. So I know our listeners are probably like this woman goes back and forth every week because <laughs> last week I was like I'm off the dating apps. I probably won't be back on the dating apps for a while. And then. And then, you know, my co-host kept saying, this is a dating podcast. We don't have any (laughs) updates. So I felt bad. And I was like, oh, let me just fire up the apps. So then I had, yeah, peer pressure like a mug. So then I had this idea. I said, you know what? I can fire up the dating apps and do it like a research project. Okay. And so... So that's what I did. I fired it up and I'll get more into the research project on the next episode. Okay, please do. But the the bottom line is I fired up the dating app. I did Facebook dating. Like I said before, that's the easiest. I don't have to download anything. Facebook is already on my phone, whatever. So I, I fired it up, started talking to people and I actually went on a date. Wow. So I almost hate saying this, but I will say it. It was one of the best first dates I've ever had. You hate saying it. Why? Why do you hate saying that? Because things change so quickly in this dating game that you start out with saying this is the best first date. And then the next one, like he was a fucking weirdo. Right, right. I I get that. But it still doesn't change that that date was great on its own. That's still even if he ends up being a complete psychopath, stalker, whatever it is, that first date (laughs) was great. Let's hope none of those things happen. Right. I mean, even if you it it comes he becomes a bore or somebody you're not interested in or whatever the bad scenario is that you wish doesn't happen, that I wish doesn't happen for you. It still doesn't take away from that being a great first date, right? Facts. That's correct. That's correct. So it was a great date. I enjoyed the conversation. The conversation flowed. It was like a real, it was a real casual date. Like um, we did brunch. Okay. We met up for brunch. Um, conversation flowed. And the reason I say it was one of the best dates is because there was no awkwardness. 
no weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and it and it was just it just felt natural. Awesome. So so that that made it great. And uh and it's just so crazy that just a regular date becomes a great date these days. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but but that's the I hear you. I hear you, and I understand. But yes, a great date means the basics are met, and that is hard to be able to find. But it isn't just the basics. It's if, if you said you had great conversation, then that's really good. If you said that it didn't good. feel awkward, then that's really good. Those are the normal things. Are hey, he was the person he said he was going to be. Showed up at the time he said he was going to be there, um, and we both met. That's normal. That's the regular. It's I think things that don't go that way make us have complaints. But when there's actual vibe, energy, chemistry, then that's good. That, that's what makes it a good date, right? Any For anybody. See, this is why you're my friend. You have hey. put things in perspective for hey, me. Hey, hey. <laughs> because there's all kinds of other people out there who may be leery of dating apps or leery of dating in general. And they, our listeners, need to hear a good story. Not just a good story from you, but to hear a good story about what it looks like when a good date is a good date. Why is that a good date? Beyond just you were able to meet up at certain time or Tuesday at at six and have coffee or tea or whatever. And and he didn't start talking crazy or talking about sex on the first date or stuff like that. But right. So so yeah, you're right. Shoving breasts into his mouth. Right. I got you. (laughs) If you don't get that reference, go back and listen to our our last week's episode. Last week. So um so yeah so that was pretty much it. We do have plans to meet up again awesome um and we've been communicating since then and i still feel good about um the connection so we'll see awesome awesome the best the best gift for the holiday season a good date (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you hallmark um (laughs) so what is your monday morning report I, I don't have I don't have any direct Monday morning report. I'll be able to fit a retroactive one Monday morning report into our buzz topic when I, I give a, a story that's sort of similar, but not but not quite the same. But I, I can say that with your renewed focus on the dating app, that experiment that you briefly discussed with me before that you're going to unleash on our audience next week. I, I will say that since it looks like I'm going to go all the way through 2021 without having a real of a date or sex of any type. Uh, the entire calendar year that I can Ooh. get back out there and most of 2020 as well. Um, Ooh, that sounds like such a long time. And most of the time in the last three years as well. If you can really go back about 40 months now that it's, it's barely been anything going back into my marriage. It's barely been anything going on when it comes to sex, love or dating for me. Anything new that is. So, okay. or anything at all, new or old, either way, I'm going to get back onto some dating apps next year. Okay, you heard it here first, yes, ladies and you did. gentlemen. You heard it. So, and then um, also, you said next week, but we're taking a break for one week. We are. We are. For we are. The we're end of the break. year. So, I right. just wanted to let every all our our listeners who we love yes. you so much just yes. know we will take a break for one week, and then we'll be right back at you in twenty twenty two. Oh my gosh, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two sounds like the future. That's amazing. It it is the future for now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Next week, this time, it will not be the future. It will be the now. That's right. So you mentioned the buzz really briefly. So I guess since you don't have a Monday morning report, we can jump into the buzz. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) So 
so the buzz this week is not really a news story or anything, but I was listening to a radio morning show and they do this feature where people can call in and get help telling someone difficult information. Um, and the, the talk show host kind of walks them through it. So I'm listening and this lady calls in and she needs help talking to her sister, right? She says her and her sister are not, not that close. They don't talk on a regular basis. The only thing they have in common is DNA. So you know this story is not going anywhere good, right? Right, right. So she says she needs to tell her sister that she's dating this guy and he just happens to be her sister's (laughs) ex-fiance. I don't know. I don't know whether to laugh or cry at that. That is that is crazy. But go ahead, finish off the story. So yeah, so she calls him and and tells them, you know, I need help telling her this. We're not close. I don't feel like I betrayed her. I never talked to him when they were dating. Um, my sister was the one that broke up with him. So it shouldn't be any hard feelings between them two. <laughs> she didn't even seem like she knew why they, why her sister broke up with them. But to me, okay. that's inconsequential. Right. And she says that they first, she saw him out in public one day and they exchanged pleasantries and some kind of way they end up texting back and forth. They were texting memes and gifts, and then he asked her out. And so now they're at the point where he was going to ask, he asked her, invited her over to his family's house for the holidays. So she was trying to tell the, tell her sister about it before his family did, because she felt like he was still close with some of, um, he's still close with some of her family because it's her, her ex- yeah, her He's sister again. is still close with some of his family members. Oh. I'm like, okay. So, lady, when you say, I'm thinking to myself, when you say this out loud, this doesn't sound like a problem to you. It sounds like a huge problem if I were to say it out loud. Unless they live in a town of 35 people, I, I can't understand how this is even remotely possible. Right, right. Like, of all the guys out there, you decide, right. you know what? you didn't work out with my sister and you know so how about I think we we will be combat she's like this is the most compatible person I've dated and the, the host asked her so have you thought about maybe he's trying to um have revenge on your yeah. sister she's like no I, I sure hope he is he, I hope he's not that type of person and it's been a year and a half so that's been long I'm like, a year and a half in adult years is not long at all. Right, a year and a half in high school is forever. A year and a half past age 30 is a long time. It's not a long time at all. It feels like three months sometimes. Right, right, (laughs) right. Unfortunately, right. But, you know, even if it hasn't been a year and a half, even if it's been 10 years, even if it's been 15 years, an ex-fiance is off limits regardless of when it comes to siblings. Anybody right. that used to be in a serious relationship, a boyfriend, anybody that used to date, even if this guy that you went out on a first date with and it went really well that you talked about in the Monday morning report, I don't think that that would be on limit if you never saw him again. I don't think that that would be somebody your sister should go out with in the future. Does that right. make sense? Right. Right. But that would be a little more understandable than someone right. I had planned to spend my life with. Right. It, it would you, be it would be somewhat understandable, but why yeah. even go down that path yeah, of dating why? somebody that a sibling used to go out with? Yes. That's, so yeah. it's yeah, that is just unacceptable. And I'm just like, do you hate your sister? <laughs> so and you you went into, the, into this a little bit more detail than I did in terms of understanding the story. You mentioned that the sister said to the co-host, the radio co-host, the radio host that all she shared with her sister is DNA. So 
it could be not just that the guy is trying to get revenge, but that she doesn't like her sister. And this is a good way to get back at her that way as well. Possibly, but she yeah. tried, of course, of course, when people call and they're going to make themselves look like the hero. Yeah. So she was like, you know, there's no black blood. We never had a big falling out mm-hmm. or anything. We just don't really see. I, we just, she didn't even say we don't see eye to eye. It was more like, we're just not close. Like it's not a big deal, but ma'am, it is a big, it deal. Is a big deal. Sister is a big deal. Yeah. Sibling so, is a big deal. You have anything like that in your personal life previously? Um, thankfully no, because anything, a, a cousin, an aunt, a... so the closest thing that I could think of is I dated this guy in middle school. If you can even consider that <laughs> okay. dating. Was that a year and a half ago? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Just checking. And years later, my cousin ended up dating him and having a kid by him. But to me, that was so inconsequential because it was a middle school, middle like school. crush almost yeah. yeah, it's not even dating it's not even dating it's just whatever and and you are from a small town i am from a small there town you go. So, so that's understandable so yeah so i was just kind of like oh yeah he dated <laughs> your cousin whatever because you know it's small town memories run deep people remember who you have a crush on in the sure, first grade sure, 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 <laughs> sure, 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 but it was never anything scandalous like that so but you mentioned something about in a the Money Money Report. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's not really. Yeah, it is a retroactive report. I, I, I do only have one brother and, and he passed a few years ago. Sad to say, rest in peace, Spade. But um, there's a one time and in my early 20s when I used to, I didn't, had, didn't have my own place. So I used to use my brother's place sometime to take women too, right? There's one woman who I could tell who had a big, huge crush on my brother. Right. And I think okay. if he wanted to go there, this was just somebody I was seeing on a casual basis. I may not have even been 20. I, mm-hmm. I might have been 20, 20, may have been either oh, 19 or 20. Young Christopher right. Dallas. right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but he's like, man, I'm not going there. I'm not. He doesn't want to. He didn't want to go behind his brother. Right, she used right. to blush and she used to grin. And I thought about it like, wow, she definitely was like crushing on my older brother. Wow. And he's like, I'm not going behind you unashamed she was unashamed right, about it right, she was right, right, like, right. well i mean i don't think she really realized that maybe the social dynamics whatever it was and i'm i'm straining to remember everything that was happening but that's the only thing that i can think of that may have even come close to this i definitely have not crossed the line and would only be with my brother i only had one brother and he's passed so there's nothing else that would de- directly compare to this i don't have anything like a male cousin or uh, uncle or anybody else that I would be able to then go behind them right. and date somebody that they used to date. I don't have anything like that. I normally can relate would, to almost anybody's crazy story, but not this time. Because I, I would think most of us have strong enough boundaries in place where it's just certain lines you just don't cross. Right. Now, the closest okay. thing I've heard to this okay. personally in yeah. my personal life Um, was I have a friend um, and I noticed that her mom and her her sister had like this really weird dynamic with their mom okay and their mom is super sweet like one of these people so I just couldn't understand like why is your sister always so snarky with your mom like what what is the deal with that yeah and so one day she told me she was like uh there's a bit of a history there and I was like okay okay 
so she's t- she told me that there was a time where her mom actually slept with her sister's either boyfriend or ex-boyfriend at the time. Okay, the mom slept with the daughter, her daughters? Yes. Oh, okay, so that I got to put a pin in the story right there and come back to it. So do you know the people involved? Who, who are they to you again? Um, a friend at that time. Okay, okay. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What did you think about that at the time? What do you think about it now? Uh, that was scandalous. I could yeah. not believe, like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I, like, I had so many questions, but I still wanted to kind of respect the boundaries because okay. I could tell she was like, I'm just going to give you the, the the quick and dirty of it, and then that's it. So you have questions. I think I might be able to answer those questions for you because I have a buddy of mine who had a continual relationship for months when he was dating. He was in his late 20s. He was mm-hmm. dating a woman in her late 30s. Okay. He was living with a woman in her late 30s. When the woman would go to work during the day, he was sleeping with the woman's daughter, who was also wow. nice, who was a late teenager. So let's wow. say he's 29, mom is 39, daughter is 19, and the mom was like, please stop sleeping with my daughter every time I wait, go out of the wait, house. Wait, wait, wait. The mom, the mom actually like, knew? The mom knew about it. The daughter oh, was, the daughter, no. the daughter got it out for a while. And the mom put up with it for a while. No, like, please, no, please, no, please. No, 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 no. But it's, it, it, it turns out that every time mom would go out to work, they work different shifts. He was sleeping with the daughter. He, his conversation, thank you for bringing, Thank you for having the story that reminded me of this because I was going to forget about this. His conversations at the time in the male world, this sounds scandalous and terrible to females, in the male worlds of the rest of the guys he knew, he was a God, a living, walking, breathing God for being able to pull off what they called at the time, and I hate to say this, the sportsman's double of being able to smash- There's a name for this. There's a name for it, yeah. I don't even know oh if, my that's, God. if that's Googleable, but uh, <laughs> at, the time, at the time, it was pretty impressive. Okay, That's so it. listen. So listen. Yes. In your scenario, yes, I can give I can give a little grace to the daughter. Okay, because she's nineteen. She's okay. a child. That's not you know what you're doing. At you know what you're doing, but still, you don't have the life skills. You don't have the decision making skills as mature as a mom. Okay. So I'm saying she was old enough to know better. She definitely was wrong. She definitely had some issues going on there. And and we don't know if he coerced her, which I would not rule out because you, you, you don't know that because you're hearing his side of the story. I know exactly how it got started. He was she was doing his hair one day and they just started fooling around from there. The mom and the daughter had a, content, a contentious relationship that led back previous to him. That was part of his insights as well. The daughter's always been trying to get back at the mom for something that went on with their dad. Her okay. da- her dad. Okay. And this is her way of getting back at the mom. Okay. Like but, whatever okay. the whatever the the mom did to the dad, the daughter blames her for it and was like trying to get back right. at her. I'm sorry. But go ahead. So so my point is at at her age, whatever, whether it's 19, 20, whatever, 18, she's yeah. young and she's making irrational decisions as young adults often do. Sure, sure. But for a mom to sleep with a daughter's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, what have you? I agree. You, I agree. I that agree. makes That's it worse. even worse. I, I fully agree with that. You're yeah, right. all, all of them are wrong, but, but right. I still would hold the mother to much higher accountability. You're right. There is no way on earth 
right, right, I could right. ever even think about doing something like that with some. I want, I don't want anybody my daughter has touched or been with or whatever. Listen, okay, so that look are, on your face, that look on your face that the audience can't see right now, and you waving your hand and the and the and the the burrow on your forehead is exactly how my brother felt about. I don't want none of the women exactly. and girls that you bring around here, my little brother. L, what? That's yes, what he did. That right. is gross, and it's right. just like I see you as a kid or at least a son type, because I'm always like in the mentoring mode to my daughter's friends and whatever. No absolutely not right and counseling is needed on all parties 100 percent correct 100 percent because i think i think whether they recognize it or not like you said even with the original story there has to be some type some level of contention or something underlying for you right. to even consider, consider the possibility that's exactly right i love my little sister so much good bad ugly indifferent I, that's just no there is right. nothing I would do. There's nothing anyone that's been with her could do or say to me to make themselves attractive to me in that way. Nothing. Absolutely. 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 I just say, hey, do you have a brother? You have a cousin? Right. <laughs> that's that, that's, as, that's as far as it'll go. Sure. And, but like you said, the mere consideration of it all would warrant some form of counseling. Sit down with somebody. Either you have serious contention for your sibling or you have a level of selfishness which you need to have addressed because that is super super selfish to see something super in this selfish. other person right and so for the mother in the case that you're talking about the people you know the mother and daughter in the case of the, the people that i know and for the two sisters involved with this ex-fiance definitely advising them to sit down and talk to somebody on a professional level would be the course of action right 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 um because some healing in and Soul searching. Soul searching is definitely needed. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, anything else that you have to add on the bug? No, that's it. Thank you for bringing up that other story. Thank you for reminding me because that was a better story than even my brother not wanting to touch old girl back in, you know, back in the day. That's, that's, thank you for reminding me of that. You're welcome. You know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. So today's show topic um uh, like you said, is a year-end recap of the Table Podcast. So yep. we started this venture back in July of this year. Okay. So it hasn't even been a year yet. It's like six months, mm -hmm. right around six months. Mm -hmm. So I thought we would just chat and bring in the audience on how we felt about this year and the, yeah. some of the challenges that we faced. So um so what would you say mm -hmm. your favorite show moment has this been? This is so easy. Far? This is oh, easy. This is the easiest okay. of the questions you have. This is the easiest of the questions you have. It was your vulnerability when you talked about what you had been through before when you talked about the stealthing. And you know how well that went over with the rest of our audience. You know, you turned that into a social media campaign, but that was extremely powerful at the time. That is a favorite moment um, of mine. It's not a, maybe it's not a fun moment. But given the serious topics that we discuss on this show, um, and sometimes we need uh, the the change, the dynamic, the roller coaster of levity that we bring to this show, that was my favorite moment. Your vulnerability and your powerful message to the rest of our audience on what you have been through. Wow. I was not expecting Easy. that to be your favorite moment. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what did you think was going to be my favorite moment? I had no clue. Talking about That's stalkers, the... threesomes, what? I had no clue. I, yeah. I really had no clue. No, man, no. That was powerful. 
Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I think that was probably one of my most surprising moments because I had no intention of mm. sharing that personal Makes it even information. Better. And it just kind of came out. So I was like, wow. So um, so I would say that was one of probably one of my most surprising moments because I surprised even myself with that one. Which, which makes you know that type of authenticity even better uh, for you uh, therapeutically and for the audience to be able to resonate with what you were what you were feeling in that moment authenticity is everything so that makes it even more of my favorite moment yeah yeah so um, what was yours <laughs> it feels so trivial now uh <laughs> <laughs> but that's like i say that's what we do we go up and down the roller coaster within this show of talking about serious topics sex love and dating does the we same thing we really sex, do. love and dating does the same thing sex love and dating has silly moments has serious moments it has serious repercussions and it has moments of just outright joy and silliness so please share your silliness to contrast the serious moment that i just listed so, as my favorite moment list it do it one of, let's one go one of my favorite moments was talking to sunshine just because i felt oh, yeah. like my mouth was hanging open almost Whoa, the whole mouth interview. was open <laughs> not like that though okay three <laughs> holes two hands three holes two hands was yeah. the name of the episode and we named it because during the interview she said yeah. she was if, if for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, it's about yeah. a woman who enjoys gangbanging. I, I don't know how else to put it, but yeah, right. Yeah, that's purpose, one of her, yeah, one of her she, activities, like one of her kinks. Hiking. That's, that's right. her kink. And so she was telling us, like, we asked her how she got into this, and she said she loves sex. And she said, Hey, I have three holes and two hands. I mean, two holes and three hands. Uh, no, three holes, two hands. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I know what three holes and two hands are. <laughs> so she said she wanted to make use of all of them during the sexual moments. So, yes. so she pursued gangbanging and that is her kink and she enjoys it. And yeah. I was just um, flabber and gasted. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was definitely a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, I also enjoyed the that episode as well. I enjoyed all of our guests that have on. I definitely want to thank all of our guests that we had on, um, from from Jason Jackson to everybody else that was out there. So, um, I, I also my second favorite moment, I guess, was when we had uh, two guests on the show, and they, they both talked about how they had been scammed before. And I thought that those were good revelations yes. that people had to watch out for on all of these dating apps and social media apps because in two different parts of the city they had two different parts of the country i should say yes. they had uh stories which were different similar but both ended up with wow uh wow moments of being fooled and, and, and it's out the, there the thing i liked about it is that a lot of times we i know with me i thought of scams as being like like one of the ladies had the one where the guy is asking for money she never saw him in person right. But the one that really got me is the is the lady who had met the guy, spent time with him, and he scammed her in the most unassuming way. And that's the one that really stood out to me because I was like, wow. So I thought that was very insightful so that, you know, we can learn. And, and she did see those some of those red flags beforehand. So it was a good reminder to not ignore inconsistencies with people's story and some of those red flags that we see so that was definitely a good one yep 
yeah so <laughs> um so what what are some of the things that you've learned either about yourself or about the podcasting process in general throughout this process we're six months in now and you know the main thing to learn about uh myself was that the emotional vulnerability has shown up through, through some other people i've gotten some um you know, I guess this could also go to the most rewarding part, which we'll talk about later. But the mm -hmm. things that I've learned is that the words do matter and, and, and yes. being vulnerable does matter and being open does matter. There, there have been a couple of people who have called back, called me uh, on the side, text uh, personally or sent me a message in some way like, hey, I heard you talk about this on the show and that changed my behavior. As a matter of fact, let's give a shout out to somebody in Traverse City, Michigan. One of our listeners up there uh, gave a shout out to how he won't uh, change things on his, he won't he'll be forthcoming on his uh, profile dates about, you know, what he's going to do, uh, his profile so he's information. Gonna, so he's not going to put like that he's six, two and he's really five, eight. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Um, and those sort of things go a long way. And, you know, you, you, sometimes you don't know who's out there taking everything in, but people are. And I, and I learned that words matter. Yes. 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 So I've, uh, I felt like I've always known that words matter. Um, I think, what, what did I learn? So I've learned that our experiences, sometimes we can look at them as our own experiences and it doesn't mean anything to someone else. Our learning, we can't, you know, it's just, okay, it's something I learned. But through this podcasting process, I've learned that our experiences and sharing them with other people, it can actually be helpful for other people. That's, that's Either awesome. it can help them process their own situations or it can help them avoid certain things. Right. So that's been very interesting and in just letting seeing people actually connect with us based on right. our stories. Right. Right. That's that's been very, very cool. And um also I I learned that even though we have an outline each show and we make plans yeah, that we can go off in other places sometimes. Awesome. That's and it, always and it, good. It's always good. It's always fun. It's fun or funny. Even if it gets serious, it's, it's, it, that's what makes it so authentic. And I love the authenticity, uh, authenticity that yeah. we have. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is people say, I love your chemistry. I, I, yeah. I like the way you guys interact with each other. And I think a large part of that is because we have such a longstanding friendship. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's just what we've learned. What about the hardest part? What's the hardest thing been for you? The most challenging aspect of podcasting. Is being consistent. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? That's, making sure that we find that time every week because our schedules are different. We're in different yep. cities. Yep. Um, and so that can be challenging sometimes because our goal is to be consistent and put out content every single Monday. Sometimes we miss the mark. Sometimes we're a few days late or whatever, but I am proud of us because we have been consistent. We, I, I know I've seen podcasts that come on and they'll miss three weeks or four mm, weeks or they'll mm, just disappear mm. and reappear. And mm. I'm thankful that that we are both committed enough to where we haven't done that. Awesome. That is uh, that is a hard. I have two hard parts, but what I want to talk about yours first. Um, 
I don't say this enough, and in fact, I don't think we've talked about it before, but I want to give a shout out to another friend. We talked about Traverse City Music, and I want to talk about a listener that we have in Youngstown, Ohio, who also does a YouTube uh, pro program that he has with some other co-hosts. He mentioned in the beginning, when we first got going, he mentioned to me on, in, a, in a serious conversation about being consistent, just what you said. So I know it's difficult for you and us, to, you and I, to be able to come up with a schedule and times that we're able to do, but you're right. We should take pride in being able to get that out throughout the course of this summer, fall, and now into the winter because it's difficult for other people and he mentioned that before so i don't know if i've mentioned that to you but he's also proud about consistency uh from okay. youngstown ohio so shout, shout out to Travis city shout, shout out for youngstown ohio but um the hardest part has been two things. One, blurring the line or knowing where the line is between education and entertainment. It's one thing to have a podcast where you're trying to be informative. It's another thing to be sensational. Sometimes for me as the line to be telling some of my wild stories or trying to be more insightful, but trying to be a little bit of both. You want it to be entertaining. You don't right. want it to be dry. That's you true. Want it, you want it, you don't want it to be blah, blah, blah. But you also <laughs> want it to be informative. Somebody, something that you can have real meat on it that's not just sensationalistic. So always knowing where that line is in the story sometimes is, uh, has been, has, has been difficult. But the main thing is just to be able to grow it. Uh, the, the hardest part of this is just growing oh this thing, right? Growing yes. this thing to be beyond where we have it, where we have it. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm super proud and super happy to be able to hear back from people from Baltimore, hear back from people from Youngstown and Traverse City, and of course, in greater DC and Atlanta, of course. But I've growing even this had beyond that, international feedback from Bermuda. Awesome. So. awesome, awesome, awesome. But growing it beyond that has been really, really difficult to stand out in a sea, an ocean of podcasts and media outlets uh, yes. is, is just, is amazing. Somebody, um. Somebody recently was uh, just on the street asking me about the podcast and they were like, oh, just I'll just look it up. It, what's it called? And I was like, The Table. And they pulled up The Table in Spotify and there were like 90 million shows called The Table. I don't know how many it was, but yeah. they had to specify which one it is. And just to and be able to stand out amongst all those podcasts just named The Table can be challenging. That's why the, our name is so long, why I had to add both right. of our names in the title because just a table it was taken and then you have yes. all this other stuff. So, so that's, what's been hard. So yeah, it, it has been hard. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, um, the other thing that I thought about when you were talking about blurred lines is because we talk about our personal lives, a lot of our stories are intertwined with other people. Yep. And trying to be as neutral but still truthful in a story without neutral but truthful. Without hurting someone's feelings or stepping on their toes or them feeling like, well, damn, you're just spilling all my business. Even though right. we're we don't we're not using names. Um right. that can be challenging sometimes. And I'm always mindful of making sure I tell my story and not the other person's story, especially like when it comes to, to stories about my marriage, my uh, and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because I, I don't want to sound like my ex, da, 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 da. And I try right. to tell, I try to just, you know, relate a message without being, um, 
just I, I don't know being negative or painting him I, I think we do a great negative. job of that if I want to be able to pat ourselves on the back here I think we do a great job of being able to come off even when we drop in stories from our dating life or our previous marriages even when we talk about that it's not something we're coming up like ah, I didn't get this and I know it's not I think that we're always trying to connect to the bigger picture that other people can be able to relate to we're not trying to stay inside of the box of just what happened to us in this situation yes we're taking example a or B as something that happened to us that is relatable to other people's examples. And, and I think that's something we're always even subconsciously conscious of, subconsciously conscious of when we're trying to, when we're telling these stories. And yeah. It's not just about us, man. We're not just sitting here trying to mouth off about something or even something greater. Like, oh, I used to smash all these women. It was great. I popped these breasts in my mouth. No, it's something relatable, bigger that, that happens on a bigger scale than just you or I. So I think we, I think we do a good job of that. I think so too. And I, and I also think that that's, that is our unique selling point is that there are a lot of relationship shows out here. You talked about being sensational. There's a lot of shows out here that are sensational and they're, they're looking for the, that those um, clicks and views, which we want clicks and clicks right. too. Right. But not to the point of being so sensational. Our our mission, our goal is always to leave for someone to listen to our show, no matter how light or heavy the topic is, and walk away with something that they feel like they've learned or they have a little more insight on. And and I I think that that's what makes us unique. So awesome. if, if Black Effect Podcast network if you're listening and you need a new space then you know the table with nisha nicole and christopher dallas we're here charlamagne (laughs) if you want to pick us up you know we'll gladly join your podcast network there we go (laughs) so um what about the most rewarding part uh, some of the feedback that we've gotten back before, um, just on the subject of what we were just talking about, uh, a listener in Charlotte, North Carolina, was able to reach out and say, hey, you guys do a good job of being responsible with your platform. Um, and all the positive wow. feedback. Yeah, okay. you guys are, I, yeah I, I need to share some of these things that I hear yeah, with you. you, you might said, wow, share I realized stuff with me I hadn't I told you about that. that. Right, right, right. A, a listener in Charlotte um, in a conversation was like, hey, man, even if he, he said, even though he and I don't talk all the time. He says he feels like he talks to me all the time because he listens to every podcast. And that was his quote. I hope I'm saying that correctly, that uh, we are being responsible with our platform, meaning just what we just talked about in the last part, meaning we take an example of something that maybe happened to us and bring it to a bigger picture and bring in guests, we bring in you know, experts, we bring in other people because we're not just trying to sensationalize this. We're trying to talk about some things that can help people going forward or going backwards, going back into the childhood yeah. and realizing some things that may have happened to them that have the effect on their actions, behavior in their current, in their current life. Yeah, because it's easy to get on here and say men are trash because da 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 da. Women ain't shit, man. Yeah, and man. Yeah. There are enough outlets that are doing yeah. that and just creating these gender wars. So, right. Uh, to me, the rewarding part definitely is the feedback that we've gotten. Um, it is very um, heartwarming sometimes for, for people to say, you know, I never looked at it that way or I really appreciate right. it. Like back to the stealthy thing, I had so many women reach out to me. It's like, I didn't know that had a name. First of all, I've had that. And then I've had this happen to me and talk about, and another thing too, I think that we do well is 
talk about the um the intricacies of because everything is not black and white and a lot of times when we hear topics brought up they're so black and white wrong or, or right but there are always um there's a word that i'm thinking of and it's slipping my mind the nuances yeah. the, they're always nuances and like something like stealthing it's easy to say oh well you can just say it's wrong or whatever but there are so many different layers shades of gray gray. yeah and 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 it can be very conflicting so being able to verbalize that and have other women even men be able to understand that okay yeah that's it's okay that I felt like that or it's it's okay that I didn't react uh, the way that I felt like I should have reacted that's normal because I think a lot of people we we want to know feel that we're not abnormal so awesome um <laughs> rewarding what about next year what we got where we going where we going with this or were you done with that in terms of rewarding do you have anything else to say on re- re- what's been rewarding for you uh, that was mostly it but it, it i want to thank um all my friends and family for listening because sometimes it's most difficult to get people around you to support and it, it hasn't been yeah. like like for those that listen, I, I really appreciate you, and I appreciate the people who don't know either of us that's listen. That's super rewarding. Awesome. That's super rewarding, and I've had people reach out on social media and like, I really like what you guys are doing, so I really appreciate that. And that's that's super rewarding because you know your friends and family, they of course are gonna click even if they have it on in the background, not listen. But <laughs> for someone who's, who doesn't know either one of us to find us on social media or whatever and, and listen, that's super rewarding. No doubt. So for next year. Next um, year. My goal is to, I would like for us to definitely grow, uh, grow way beyond where we are now. I would like for us to have some visual content. Okay. Um. You want me to stay, just stay clothed though, right? We we keep a I keep my clothes on. Please do. Okay, you know, I didn't know what how I didn't know please, what to do. Please, please, right, I'll do that. I can do that. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if we'll make this go by the end of next year, but um, it's really popular for for podcasts to do live shows. I would love for us to get to the point where we can do a live show. Live show, calling that sounds great. Um, yeah, just just growing it for me, just growing it, getting out beyond the reach of, uh, of the, not just the people we know, but sometimes the people we know each other, like uh, um, people that know the that know somebody level. that knows somebody. Right, the like the guy in Youngstown, third. he sent it to a few people, he sent it out and some of those people are still listening. But I'd like for people that don't actually know us as a reference to be able to, to, to find us and, and listen yeah. and enjoy. And, and I'd love to continue to hear back from people that are truly either seeing something in a different light or understanding themselves in a different way or just getting a laugh from the show. I, I think being able to continue to hear that feedback as we grow is just as important as how many people are actually listening. Yes. So if you are listening and you have marketing expertise in the space of podcasts or know somebody that does, please reach out. We need that help. <laughs> reach out. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh Chris, when he does his high voice, it is just 
so shocking number one because his voice is so deep and secondly it's annoying i'm sorry <laughs> oh that's the other thing the top feedback i always get is yeah. your co-host's voice oh, is man. so dreamy or yes, so man. someone said your voice was foreplay i was like oh yeah. wow okay yeah. <laughs> ladies when we go visual i will try to keep my clothes on but i can't make any promises that you will out there in the audience. Oh God! <laughs> I was not expecting that, yeah. but okay. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to next year. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to get on any dating apps. Oh yeah. God! So we'll start the table dating. God. Yeah. Table dating. <laughs> oh, you coming to it to Atlanta too? Maybe we'll set up a speed dating event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we've set up a COVID testing site. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> no, I appreciate I look, the feedback. On, on I look that. forward yeah. to next year. COVID disappearing oh, or man, minimizing. Goodness greatly gracious. Goodness gracious. I am sick of COVID. I think I everybody. Mean, well, sick. I'm not sick with COVID. Right, I'm right, sick right. Of COVID. Don't so. want to minimize and make too many jokes about that because too many people have lost their lives or been hospitalized for it. I don't want to make that light of that at all. As a matter of fact, all. I have a friend of mine who lost both of his parents earlier this year to COVID-19. So I am never, he is never far from my thoughts when it comes to this whole pandemic. So, right. but seriously, it is, when it's not claiming lives, it's still altering our social lives to the point of, wow, man. And even the things you mentioned, like, you know, you'd like to be able to do an in-person live show or speed dating or anything like that. Like, man, we're not doing anything like that in this pandemic, especially when yes. it's piking, peaking right now at the end of 2021. That's true. So um, any other, anything else that you can think of for feedback or just a wrap up from the year? Anything else? Wrapping it up with a condom. Um, I, you know, I enjoyed being able to explore the topics in real time. And for those that don't know, we, we don't record like a whole bunch of episodes. We don't take like three hours worth of recording and edit it down to one one hour. Um, we usually get through one recording and just and ship it out with very minimal editing, yeah. um, which 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 I'm proud of, which means we're really speaking in in live time which means we should be able to do well live but i'm saying all that to say that this went better than i thought it was going to go in terms of us being able to discuss these topics and not having to say not having to have a lot of dead space not having to have a lot of awkwardness to it, it it's been really great in terms of how we've been able to manage this podcast um through the weeks and months and like i said i hope it can grow and i hope it helps people the end it will grow we we have to be positive in our in our verbal affirmations it will grow um and it's you know what back to rewarding it's been great to go from an idea that we talked about for months in passing we're just like you know this will be a great podcast topic or this will be a great podcast topic uh, we should do a podcast and then finally i don't know what happened between the both of us we decided hey let's do this and we did it Yay. So the fact that we took just a general idea and brought it into fruition, that's awesome. Where's my champagne? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mo at the stove. Mo, you get it? Mo, Mo, Mo at the stove. Yeah, I get, you it. get it. I get it. No, you would have to take my black <laughs> card. Take my black card if I didn't get that reference. Okay, okay. 
I don't know how you would take my black card when I'm actually on the black card uh, detailing membership Listen, committee. Not only that, so you yeah. you got the black card. You're a black man, and you live in one of the blackest cities in America. Not anymore, so. but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, pre-gentrification, that's yes. everybody's story, yes. but still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the culture is still there and definitely yeah. embedded in you. And for those that don't know, Chris is in DC. I am in yes. Atlanta. So we're yes. in, we're both in blackity black cities and we I, love it. We love yeah. It. Yes. Yes. And I thank you for all of my friends from other races that aren't blickety black that listen to the show. All of those and people can identify with, with our experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I want to make sure thank that I always you. give them a shout out as well. Yeah, of course. Of course. So Chris, this Yo. is somewhat of a shorter episode than what we're used to, but we're, I, I think we're good to move on to yeah, we're good. the table, which I, yeah. I, I love this about our podcast is that the table, we always bring it right back to that at the end of the episode by saying what we bring to the table. Yeah. So what are you bringing to the table? You know, with the culmination of all the things that we talked about, you mentioned what were our favorite show moments of the year. Um, I think one of my favorite moments of of, of being emotionally vulnerable was was talking about just a couple of podcast episodes ago when we talked about um, the emotional bank account, you know, protecting. That was last week. Or let, oh, I, thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was two weeks ago. Either way, <laughs> all of the things that we brought to the table, I think that's the one where I'm really, really, really uh, the, the proudest of or the most content with. Um, bringing to the table to understand how to make deposits, how to protect the emotional bank account of whoever it is that I'm with. That Those are the type of topics we want to be able to talk about. That's the type of levity we want to have with this show. And that's the type of thing that I would be most proud of in any type of future relationship. So all of the things that we talked about, we bring into the table from the silly things to the goofy things to the serious things. That's the one that I want to be able to bring up again. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So in the Christmas mood, you know, okay. um, joy and peace and all of those things that we hear this time of year. Um, I would say I'm bringing peace to the table. Peace. Um, you know, the buzzword these days is be my peace, be my peace. I want him to be my peace or her to be my peace. I don't want that. I have my uh, own peace. Okay, nice. Listen, listen to me though. Hear me, hear me out now. I have my own peace. So I'm coming in the door with peace. Don't disrupt my peace. Okay, <laughs> I don't need you to be my peace because if you are my peace, when you leave, I will be without peace. No, I, I have that. my I have my own. You bring yours and don't disrupt my peace, and we're good. So that's what I'm. I bringing love that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, again, in a bigger picture, is that is don't rely on anything or anybody else to be able to change your mood, your happiness. You have that within yourself. Now, somebody else can disrupt that by being disruptive, yes. of course. Yes. You still generate that your own. You don't need another city or job or or anything else, another person. Nope. We 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 sometimes look for that in our life. Well, if I move to Charlotte, well, if I mm, get a boyfriend or if I mm, get a promotion, then I'll feel better about myself. You can yeah. feel better about yourself today and keep that. Yes. Yes. So on that note, peace out. No. <laughs> peace. Peace. Peace out. So thank you listeners for a wonderful year. I'm glad that you were here with us in our inaugural year. And I hope to see you grow with us and go with us where we're going. And um, 
and we look forward to 2022. And lastly, you can always reach out to us at askthetablepod at gmail.com. Give us your feedback. Let us know what your favorite moments were from the show or if you learned anything for, uh, from us or if you have show topics for next year, that will be welcome as well. And as always, share the show with your friends, family, and even your haters um, and all of that. Share with your haters. <laughs> and on that note, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>